And in this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I'll be speaking to the lovely Sudomani. She helps female entrepreneurs or business owners to leverage technology efficiently to build and grow their businesses stress-free and without overwhelm. She also inspires, empowers and invigorates her clients with a combined expertise of business, computer science and sheer enthusiasm to innovate solutions to become the market leaders to thrive in any economy. And in her story of inspiration, is all about inspire that force to be. So welcome, Suda, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do? Hey, Samantha, thank you very much for invite me, inviting me. If I could get my words out, um, that would be great. Uh, inviting me to this podcast, I really appreciate that. And I really love the way you work and the Happiness Hub and all of that. It's, it's really wonderful. And you are very inspirational. I don't know whether my story is going to be as inspirational as yours, but yeah. There you go. <laughs> My name is Sudamani, everyone, and I work with uh, women entrepreneurs, especially in making their uh, tech overwhelm um, stress-free, if that works uh, for them, because I, I, that's one of my passion. I want all the girls and women to use technology to their advantage and leverage it uh, so that they can make their life that wee bit e- easier. That's um, back to you, Samantha. So where is it that you are from? Oh, basically I'm from, I call myself Scottish now, uh, but basically I am from India. I was born and brought up uh, in India. My bachelor's degree I did in India as well. And after that, I worked for about five years or so and then moved to UK uh, in the year 2000. Firstly, I came to England, but when I moved to Scotland in the year 2003, I fell in love with Scotland, even though it's a bit cold for me for a 40 degree centigrade coming to <laughs> minus four degrees centigrade is not a very nice feeling anyone would want to have. But I, yeah, I, I love Scotland. Uh, it's it's greenery, mountains, but castles, palaces and all of that. Yeah, nice, nice thing. So you've made that your home. Okay, yeah, this, so this is my home, yes. Yeah. This is now your home um, since 2000. Can, can I tell you a story? A very short one. Very, very short one. I go to India for holiday and I tell my friends all of a sudden, like we will be having dinner or something. And then I say, I've got to get back home uh, and do, do this. And they would be like staring at me as if I've sprouted two heads all of a sudden or many heads all of a sudden. It's like, home, she is in Coimbatore. Why is she calling home? I said, it was Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice now, but to be here and and have, like make it feel like home, it must be nice to have that feeling yes. that you've now made it your home. But we're here to listen to you telling your inspirational stories. So what's your inspirational story? And I'll leave you to tell it to the listeners. Um, Ooh, that's okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, I would like to start with one of the Sufi story and it's called different forms um, in different places. Uh, 
this this story was told by uh, to me by my spiritual guru Sadhguru. Uh, so the story goes like this: um, there is um, there's a man. He goes to another village from where he normally stays. And on his way, he sees the sage sitting by the um, underneath a tree, and he asks uh, on the village border, and he asks that person and says, um, um, "Respected sir, I would like to work. I've been invited to work in the farms in this village. What do you think um, people in this village are like?" And um, he says, "What?" what do you think the people are um, in the village where you're coming from? And he says, oh, they're very horrible. They hardly pay me. Uh, they don't, they treat my kids bad and they do this and they do that. And he just goes on in this ramp, um, rant of like how bad that village was. So that's why that's one of the main reasons he is moving to this village. And the sage says, that's exactly the same people you will see in this village as well. And he just takes back and is like, you must be crazy. I just go into the village. And uh, and that he goes and he goes back to his village so that he can move back to this village. And there is a couple of days passes and there, there comes another person. And this person, he sees the sage and has respected, sir. Um, what do you think this village is like? And I've been invited to work in the in, in, in a farm in this village. And he asks the same question. How are the people in the village you, where you are coming from? And the guy who visiting this village and he says, oh, they're wonderful. They do me good all the time. And whenever I am stuck or my wife is stuck, they help there they go out of the way and help her and help my kids and they we don't want to come but there are no work there in that village that is why i'm moving to this village and the sage says wow that's exactly the same kind of people you would see in this village as well this moral of the story is it is in our perception how we are just if we want to escape a situation and go to another place carrying the same old baggage we have uh, that is what we are going to experience it doesn't matter we are just changing the scene nothing about that it is all inside us how we perceive the life how we change how we don't let the outer situation rule our feelings so the same thing i told you that i am from um india I came here um, in seeking the freedom and the independence and which I got in tons and tons. And um, so it is all about, and I, it's, I was free, I was independent there as well, but there are different kinds of independence when you grow and when you start your own business. I came to this country with 150 pounds in my hand. I never um, uh, been in a place outside for longer. I didn't have a return ticket. I don't even know whether I've got a job um, in full uh, because even though I've been hired to work for British Petroleum as a technical architect, uh, 
I was not very, I didn't have many friends. Um, I'm moving, no family whatsoever. And people say, how did you manage to do that at the age of 25? And I was like, it was more of like, I wanted to explore and see how the world is. And no one in my family ever been outside India in, um, in many ways. And we are from a very orthodox family and we've never been rich, but we've never been poor either. Uh, we are spiritual family. So my uncle thought that I would come here, drink, smoke, have boyfriends <laughs> and all of that. And I said, okay, I'm not doing that. This is a, also reminds me of Gandhiji. When he says, when you want to see change, you've got to be that change. So I wanted to now, um, in my family, no one says, oh, you can't, as a girl, you can't go out um, uh, to a foreign country and live um, without husband or uh, without your dad or without your family. And they can, they have me, <laughs> the girls have me as an example to say, oh, so the auntie is there. I if she can go, I can go. So I wanted to set that example. In many ways, I have not set a good examples either. Uh, that is being three years in, I was here and I didn't have job and I moved to Scotland to work for Sky for, for about a month. And I, I fell in love um, with this place. And I was like, and then the company I was working with, they stopped paying me. So that means I can't pay my rent. And then I had to fight them uh, in employment tribunal and get my money. And I was so lucky wherever I go, I must say I was so grateful and lucky that universe provide me with, um, with people who are so nice and they are put up with me. And where I, I think I'm so grateful for that. I was, that's why I say I started with that story. It depends on wherever you go. If your perception is people will help me, people will be kind to me. Uh, they will. And people, there's been, I'm not going to paint a rosy picture all over. There's women in tech. We've got to follow through women of color. I've got a different um, things uh, to work with. However, however, it's all in you. If you think they are being nasty to you, um, yes, it is. If you think, sometimes um, I hate people when they are politically correct. Just say to people, oh, I don't want to ask you, but what do you think about the arranged marriage? It's like, you're just taking one thing and exploding it because that incident has happened um, in different parts. So it's it's all about the experiences. And then they say, oh yes, of course, as a woman of color, as a woman from an ethnic background, you may have to work twice or three times more <laughs> just to prove yourself that you are eligible for that um, contract rate or you're eligible for the um, promotion or you're eligible for that. At the same time, the other side of the coin is you're not a lot more knowledgeable than the other person. You are filling yourself, you're expanding your potential, you're grabbing those opportunities, you're learning more things, and you know more than the other person. I'm not saying you've got to use this to be a snob. 
that is not the point. The point here is you get to learn more. What is, what's wrong in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's having, if you've got a lemon, a lemon, just, it's, it's, I feel that has to be translated to the girls. That has to be translated to the youngsters. That is why I love youth leadership program that you have to be that torchbearer. You have to be that um, the, the, the leader who leads the other person by an example who works on the floor, not by an authority. Oh, I've got the leadership role or I've got a managerial role. I've, I am going to command and re- command the respect. You may be able to command the respect. However, that respect is out of fear, not out of love or out of mutual respect. So that is my story. That's how, and there's a, there's a snippet of my story, I would say. Um, I would definitely say there are <laughs> other instances as well. So just don't get me on the wrong side of the, <laughs> of the point. <laughs> well, I absolutely love that and I mean I love what I really love is your attitude towards it because you've you have pointed out so many different adversities that you've had to come across but as you've said is that through your lovely story at the beginning it's all about perception and how you've used that perception to grow so you could have had it as being a victim mentality on because it's real on all the things that you have to go against especially women in tech i mean my husband is in the it business and the there is hardly any women so yeah. never mind being of color and ethnic and um, diversity and then also for you to come across from a different culture into a new culture you know um, as you say you, your whole um, ethos, your whole drive, your whole passion is to be that light for the youth. So to be able to see that actually things are possible um, for the young um, women from where you are, from your generation and um, yeah. from your family. You girls don't want to go into science, STEM subjects as such, science, technology, engineering and maths. And I am being a math student and then moved into computer science. Um, it made me think that the whole universe is made of science. Yeah. Um, when, whether you like it or not, it is. It is all connected. It's all science. Um, in mathematical, it, you, can, you can see these diagrams and all of that when the energy flow, that's how it flows. But we fail to see that, um, especially, especially I feel um, women are not treated um, the right way they've been called names they've been called this uh, it's not only for women in color it's for all women yeah. in general when they are in these field you have to work three times four times harder than your male counterpart yeah uh, n- not to make it difficult it's it's just and you've got the chip on the shoulder as well they might not even think more. I think I feel 99% of the time, they might not think in that. There are some people who are really horrible. That's different. 99% of the time, um, they want to help you, 
but mm-hmm. you've got this chip on your shoulder. I am independent. Yeah. I want to do this thing. I want to get here. Yeah. And being that, being very independent instead of being interdependent, I'm not saying be dependent on those people. Interdependence help you to grow and yeah. let others grow as well. Unless you tell them what your issues are, they can't help. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this in all diversity um, field, um, may it be LGBT, may it be uh, ethnic groups, may it be women of color, may it be women in tech, may it be women in business, may it be any um, group or some where you're in a group and expecting other person um, to respect you without you telling them how you feel yeah. is bad. Yeah, they, 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 they cannot understand. They've not been in your shoes. They cannot understand. You've got to explain to them. And you tell them the Black Lives Matter these days mm-hmm. is that communication gap or communication breakage of I don't want to. And especially, I'll tell you this, Sam, in Asian community, okay? No, I'm not pointing this out in any way or form, but that's how it's been. In Asian community or Indian community, or it could be Muslim community as well, we kind of congregate <laughs> with the same people, but we want to be adopted. Unless you go out, you don't have to. I don't drink, I don't smoke. When I came to this country, I would not go to pub. I would not go um, to any other place. And at one point I thought, why am I doing this? I can go to pub and I don't have to drink. Yeah. My problem was they might not accept me. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the saddest bit is when I started to go out, they accepted as I am. Whereas in your own community, that is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like if you say you can't do certain things, I was like, why not? Why can't you eat non-veg? Why can't you do this? And... And then you're painting the other group in a wrong way, which is, which is, I feel is not right, <laughs> at least. So, yeah, yeah that's life. I mean, I, 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 do, I think that you've said so many uh, important things there that our belief systems um, on where we and our values and our cultures can really block us in um, who we are because we've had identities around getting to where we have to be as women. And sometimes we actually take on the masculine energy of um, having to push and pull and, you know, being somebody. But um, what I hear from you is that actually... I was that as well. I'm not going to say I wasn't. Yeah, and I think it's so common because we, we, we have and we've, and we've had generations of this belief systems around that we have to, but what I love about yours is that actually, and the story at the very beginning, it's your perception of how you see it is actually, you know, whether it's just in your choice. You know, sometimes we feel that it's um, what other people's opinions of us and how we, and we put this into our heads because of the belief systems and the upbringing that we've had around us, that we, we can only see a narrow-minded perception of the world. Whereas, like you say, you have that choice to be able to see things and, and step out of your comfort zone by maybe asking for help that you've never done before. Because if you've got this identity of I'm an independent 
single woman who's been here and I don't need anybody, you know, that, that keeps you safe. And then so being able to kind of allow that to come down and like you said, inter, I love that. Like not like being independent, but inter independent. I love that. I love that. The fact is that you don't lose anything. You're still earning your own money. You're still living your own way, still being your own boss, but you're, you're, you're safe enough in your own and confident enough in your own abilities and yourself to ask for to be for help and confidence people talk about confidence and all of that confidence doesn't mean that you don't ask for help you ask for help without losing your individuality without putting you down yeah i'll tell you another um uh, story a couple of days i was a couple of days ago i was in sainsbury's um for the rice bag was a little bit about i am i am i always say i'm five foot but i'm five foot. <laughs> you're the same as me <laughs> <laughs> but i want to be five foot but yeah oh yeah that's, <laughs> that it. i'll write it up um, i say five foot yeah and um because i am so young and i've developed back ache <laughs> For some strange reason. Anyway, that's not because I said a lot. Um, so what has happened is it was a bit uh, about my height uh, and it was about five kilos. If I am going to take that, number one, I might fall off. And number two, I might not be able to land myself right. And then I said to, uh, there was a couple pushing the trolley and they came and I was like, would you be able to get that for me, please? Um, and he was very happy um, to, there you go. And then I said, I'm too tall to get reach there. And I, I wanted a shorter person to reach. This is, <laughs> this is my way of saying I'm tall. Problem. Someone has helping me. So it's, that's how I do it in my, uh, on the flights. Yeah. Or like the air hostess will say, oh, we can't do that because it's heavy. I was like, there'll be a man, he, he'll be six foot. And so he'll, he's happy to put the, um, my handbag. up above. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think it's, it's knowing where our strengths are as well and allowing it to see where others is. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So as we come to a close, my lovely Suda, if you had one piece of advice and you've had amazing amount of advice through this, what would you give our listeners if you could get them to take away with something what would it be don't try to be perfect it's like we all um seem to i i am learning a hard way the life is like if someone comes to me and says now i am what well, i've uh, just my birthday passed last week and i am 46 years old i'm entering into 46 and i think uh, people say oh you've got to be perfect and i've said that young when i was young and i've got to be perfect that was one of my strengths i almost taught it as if it is my strength but it's not it holds you back a lot and this is when i would like to say about this art and uh, many people would have known if you have not uh, the art is uh, kintsugi Kintsugi. Um, it is a Japanese art. It is about fixing the broken um, cut, uh, crockeries using gold amalgam. It yeah. puts together. It's, it is like 
if you're not broken, then you, no one will know your value. When you fill that bra broken space with gold, that value goes up a lot. So share your story, go tell other person just because uh, they know you doesn't mean they are going to perceive the same story you hold in your head. You've got a different story about yourself. If they've got negative ones, try to change them. Um, try to voice your um, opinions without putting other person down or without hurting another person. It is about setting the boundaries and say, this is all I can take. I can't. I've been that person as well. I was so aggressive um, in saying, you're not supposed to say that. And that puts people on guard when they are with you. So that is my, keep the communication going. Yeah. You don't have to meet a person face to face. And even if you meet them once in a while, keep that communication going. Make the people understand the way you want to be understood, not the other way around. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I think that leads on to such a, a powerful thing to say about not being perfect and allowing your flaws to shine through like the gold you know and allowing yourself to be open to keeping communication you know and i think a lot of the time when we feel that we need to be perfect some of those communications and the the, the relationships can break down so i think the key what you said on not trying to be perfect is a perfect way to leave our listeners with so just where can they get a hold of you if they want to work and do all things tech because i know I you're am. amazing on that <laughs> so what's your I, company I am omnipresent. called i'm, I'm omnipresent <laughs> you are you're amazing <laughs> i see you all the time it's like yeah. That's, That's all right, because you, you've got such a worldly talent. So I know that you'll see them over, if you're not part of the Happiness Hub, you will see regularly uh, Sudat teaching, amazing. But where can they get in contact with you in one-to-one? -one, um... Um, they, can, they can contact me through the Facebook or they can uh, go to my website, sudamani.com. Um, that is a website they can go through. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a new um, fancy <laughs> uh, web um, domain so that I can I can say they don't. So it have might be changed by this time this launch, but at the moment, it is your name. And remember, all our details will be below. So if it has changed by the time that we have aired this, don't worry. The the proper details will be below, and you'll have the link to all. Sue does social media links and all her details and a, a little idea about what Suda can offer you. So and as if, if everything defies you, just look out for weird women on social media. And on that note, I'd just like to say thank you so much. I've so enjoyed this episode with you, Suda. And goodbye to our listeners. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity again. Thank you. And all, all of you, you're all awesome. Bye for now.